Army veteran John Davis is the author of Combat to College, and he's living the expat life in the Dominican Republic. Up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Have you tried Navy Federal's car buying experience? I highly recommend it. You won't have a better car buying experience. Check them out at NavyFederal.org slash carbine. All right, we're talking with Army veteran John Davis, author of Combat to College. John, uh, done a number of great things uh, in the Army and uh, since being in the Army. Before we get to talking about all that, take us back. Tell us what you did in the Army. I was an infantryman in the 101st, and I spent my last uh, three years in the Army, unfortunately, getting sent to recruiting duty. But I did two deployments in the 101st Afghanistan and uh, just regular old infantry guy. Which was harder, being a recruiter or being in combat? Recruiting is much more difficult talking <laughs> to high school kids, especially, you know, sitting down with them, convincing them to join the military is, is a difficult and it's even worse dealing with parents. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially nowadays with everything that's going yeah, on. Yeah. Today's so. high school kids, they're not, they're not beating down the doors to join the military, especially after, you know, the not so great news out of Iraq and Afghanistan for the past 20 years. Yeah. A lot of them aren't really beating down the door to, do much of anything really it seems like you know that too i mean i think that that's that's a big part of it <laughs> all right so as you were getting ready to get out of the army was that a was that transition a surprise to you were you well prepared did you know it was coming did it happen quick i don't think there's any real way to transition out of the military we kind of have you know every veteran has their pre-military life you have your military life and your post-military life kind of like three and then your, you know, your future is kind of determined by how well you handle these transitions. And I kind of looked at it as more of a process than an event. I mean, in a lot of ways, I still feel like I'm still transitioning out of the military mm -hmm. because that military identity was so carved into me mm -hmm. that, you know, I wanted to figure out how I could take the skills I learned in the military and apply them to the real world. And sometimes being an infantryman is not necessarily, you know, what employers are lining up to hire. So I, so I started at college where you know, so many veterans start their civilian journey. Yeah. Um, I, I like what you say about uh, transitions, more of a process than it is, it is an event because I mean, some folks say, you know, it takes two to maybe even four or five years to, to fully transition. A lot of that has to do with, it's your mental concept, of course, and uh, being, have the military mindset ingrained in your head. But a lot of it is you just have to start over with a whole new network. Um, you got a, had a pretty good military network, probably lost the networks that you had in you know, high school or college years before. So you're starting over with a brand new network. Oftentimes we relocate when we get out of the military too. So you show up, even if it's your hometown, you've been gone. Everybody else has moved on with life. So Yeah, and you've, I felt like a stranger when I came back, even in my hometown in Iowa. It, I felt so out of place and I kind of had to, I think every veteran's first mission is kind of reconfigure your civilian identity because you can't be who you were before the military because that person obviously doesn't exist anymore. The, the military transforms all of us so many ways and you can't be who you were in the military because you're in a different context. So you kind of have to figure out who you're going to be again. And that took me a while to do. And that's why I think college is a good starting point because it gives you a little bit of that structured life that you're used to from the military 
as opposed to jumping straight into the chaos civilian life. For me, I found the military really easy because somebody tells you what to do. I'm pretty good at, you know, being told what to do and doing it. And the civilian world that, that that kind of falls away. So you lose that direction as opposed to the highly structured, you know, what becomes normal after a while military culture. Yeah. So you ended up uh, going to school after you got back. What was it, what was it like uh, showing up on the college campus? I, the first day I showed up and, you know, I went 15 minutes to my first class. Like you, like you learn the military, you know, if you're not early or late <laughs> and I'm waiting and waiting, waiting. And I thought I was in the wrong room. Cause I was like, there's no way. And then eventually the class came in with like half the people late on the first day, which is just like a unforgivable sin in military culture. <laughs> and it kind of got me thinking about how the military mindset and skills can be an advantage. Cause we tend to view, I viewed my experiences in the military when I first got out as kind of like negative, you know, I had some PTSD that a lot of veterans deal with and, you know, I didn't really see how my infantry skills transitioned into the civilian world where I could find success. And then I realized, you know, utilizing, I had grit. I, I could, you tell me what to do, I can do it. And so I started thinking about how I can use these advantages to be successful in college. I remember calling my backpack an assault pack and the rest of the class got kind of nervous. Like what's this guy, what's this guy thinking? <laughs> Yeah. Shooting happens next, right? Right. (laughs) So how long did it take you? I mean, even going to college is a bit of a culture shock and and a big adjustment. What, what was the, what was it like? Yeah, I was a, I was, a 30, I was like a 30 year old freshman when I stepped in the, in the college and unless you're older, it's a big difference. Yeah. Kind of like you mentioned before. So when veterans are starting school, you're already a non-traditional student. You tend to be older, tend to have families. Most veterans acquire employment and, you know, well over 50% of student veterans have some type of service connected disability. And all of that kind of really impacts um, your education and how you're able to do it. Mm -hmm. And as well as, you know, you're moving across the country or even the world, you're starting over in life, you're exiting the military, which is a process all in itself, and you're figuring out your identity. So when you put all that on top of going to school, it's, it's kind of a difficult transition. How well do the colleges, because colleges know about veterans, they know about the GI bill, of course, how, and there, there are people that work for all these colleges and universities that are supposed to be there helping the veteran transition into college life. How, how well do they do at it? I think you really have to look at because there, there is a lot of predatory practices when it comes to veterans because you get that full GI Bill money. It's a lot of for-profit co- colleges really want veterans in there mm-hmm. because it's you know it's, it's a lot of money for them. That's why you know really, you really have to analyze what kind of school you're going to. I lucked out because I worked in a school with a great student veteran program, and I got a job in a VA work study program helping other student veterans, and that gave me like an in-depth look at the different struggles that student veterans face in their education. And I made a list of uh, tips like John's college tips. And I, I gave it out to incoming student veterans and I walked them around campus. I certified their benefits, make sure they're getting paid for school. And then those tips morphed into the chapters of my book to help student veterans because so many of us, you know, unfortunately either don't go to college or once we start, we don't finish. And veterans that get through that first year of school are more likely to make it to graduation. And college is such a great place to learn things, to network. You know, it, it's a it's a great landing spot after your military journey. Yeah, absolutely. And 
you find it were most of the veterans you were helping, uh, you know, willing to receive that help or were they coming looking for help? Um, I, th- I think a lot of veterans, they, they understand that they need support during, during this transition. Like I, I had to go get a math tutor because I hadn't done math and, you know, since high school and yeah. I wasn't really into education at that time. Um, you know, I went from, failing out of community college when I was like 18 before joining the military to have a master's degree from Harvard. And that's not because I'm very super smart. It's just because I understood how the military mindset can help you in the classroom and in life, as opposed to looking at it like a negative thing. I mean, for starters, like I mentioned, know how to be on time, which half the world can't even do that anymore. (laughs) So if you can do those types of things, you you can, you can find your way to wherever you want to go. Yeah. I remember years after, because I went, that was traditional, college kid right out, right out of high school, but didn't really get it and didn't really take it that serious. But I managed to get through it. And years later I went back and got a master's. It's the same thing. Like I had a total, I had a, I had a complete, you know, battlefield, uh, terminal area, tactical view of how I'm <laughs> going to slay this college thing. You know, it was totally, totally different mentality. Um, sometimes I could take tests, you know, online, uh, Friday before the weekend, or I could take it Monday by noon. And I'm like, I'm, I'm taking it Friday. So I got my weekend off, you know, and I'd be right. prepared and ready to go. Never would I would have blown it off to the last minute in college all the time. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, there's two classes of people in the military. Something to think about is you have across all the branches, you have officers and enlisted people, officers transition better out of the military, struggle less with PTSD to struggle less with things like homelessness, addiction. They even get divorced less. And people with college degrees kill themselves less than people without them. So one of the inspiring thing, one of the reasons I wrote the book was to, you know, the big difference between these two groups is officers have college degrees and they do better in life economically. So I kind of looked at college as a vehicle, not only for, um, you know, personal improvement, but improvement across the entire military community. If more enlisted people had the confidence to go and the skills to also graduate. What are some of the other things that, your typical veteran might be really surprised about um, going to college after they get out. I got a chapter in my book about, you know, political professors, how to deal with some of the students and the professors in classrooms that are, uh, that can be complicated for veterans to deal with. I mean, and you're going to have to learn how you dealt with plenty of people of difficult people in the military. Mm -hmm. And it's the same kind of way with college. So I think a lot of veterans are surprised at some of the, some of the sentiment that they see on college campuses, which can, which can come off as anti kind of patriotic or anti veteran or anti war and dealing with that kind of makes veterans feel like college isn't for them. I mean, you have sure. three choices after high school, the the workforce college or the military. And a lot of veterans choose the military. So they feel like college isn't for them. So I think mm-hmm. that the isolation you feel on college campuses can be really uh, a problem when you're the only veteran in the room. Absolutely. Clothing used to be made with heart, not just machinery. Manufacturing in America has taken a huge hit over many decades. It's time to bring American manufacturing back home. Supporting local manufacturers who support the local communities is up to us. What makes American made better? Well, there's a lot of reasons and not all of them are easy to see on a balance sheet. Like the impact of companies supporting local communities instead of the other way around. Ten years later, the classic full zip hoodie from American Giant still shows the impact of Made in America. Not only in the fabric on your back, but in the fabric of our communities. I haven't worn a full zip hoodie since I was a kid. 
The American giant full zip hoodie brings back great memories and is incredibly comfortable, durable, and functional. American Giant creates American-made basics designed to endure. They reinvest profits locally right back into the people and supply chains that power them. American-made means lasting quality, less waste, and stronger communities. More than making great clothes, they're rebuilding the craftsmanship and community that make Made in America quality possible. Unlike how most clothes are made today, as quickly, cheaply, and profitably as possible, the classic full zip from American Giant is made to wear, not wear out. With functional designs like hard-wearing pre-shunt cotton, reinforced elbows, structured side panels, and custom hardware, it's quality you can feel immediately. Trust me. You'll wonder why all clothes aren't made this way. No wonder it's been called the greatest hoodie ever made for 10 years and counting. See more of the story and shop the classic full zip at American-Giant.com. And you can get 20% off when you use the code ONTHEMOVE at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, promo code on the move. When you become a member of Navy Federal Credit Union, life gets better. We've bought a lot of cars over the years, and I can tell you, Navy Federal's car buying experience is the best experience I've had. They've created a fully loaded car buying experience. You can finance, buy, protect, and enjoy your auto purchase all from one convenient place. They have pre-approval. It's good for 90 days so you know what you can afford while you shop. They offer great auto loan rates. You can shop for new and used cars with Navy Federal's car buying service, powered by TrueCar. You can also get exclusive member savings with Carfax, SiriusXM, and more. They're always available with 24-7 member service representatives to answer any questions. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash carbine. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Navy Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Hey, back to talk with Army veteran John Davis, author of Combat to College. So, John, uh, um, actually, our last episode, I was inter- interviewing uh, Spencer Imch. He was a, a, a Apache pilot in the Army, uh, expat in, in Romania. You're actually living in the Dominican Republic. So talk a little bit about living outside the U.S., um, how that works as far as being an American and taxes and opportunities and VA benefits, that kind of thing. Yeah, I left the I left the United States originally when I first got out of the military and I ended up teaching English for a little bit in Asia and Thailand. And I really kind of fell in love with, um, you know, just living living outside of America. I lived my entire life in America. And one of the things that's cool when you're out of the military is you get to choose where you go. And I ended up in the Dominican Republic because they were uh, so unlocked. Well, we'll say they were so open during the pandemic. And I really struggled with just kind of, you know, being shut down, not can't go to the gym, can't go to the bars. So I came here and I found just a a great culture of veterans down here that most people don't think about. There's over 20,000 veterans that live in the Dominican Republic. And that's because it's so, it's so close to the United States. The cost of living is so cheap. I mean, my rent is like 500 bucks a month. Your VA benefits go a lot further or your military retirement. Yeah. And okay. So Dominican Republic is, What's the uh, what's the government or its association? How's that work? So it's it's incredibly safe here, and Dominican Republic's one of those interesting countries. You can just come here and stay as long as you want. Like I'm still an American citizen, obviously. Mm-hmm. Some countries have tighter uh, requirement on like visa or passports or things like that, but you can come to DR, 
stay as long as you want because they know you're here spending money and the culture here i kind of fell in love with the laid back stuff it's super safe um kind of island life opposed to america which is more and more stressful and i work for my computer so you know i'd rather live here than basically anywhere else yeah how did you how did you discover that just figuring it out over time yeah well i was um at the beginning of the pandemic i was you know living in boston and i was I mean, that kind of sucked. And then they shut it, shut it all down. It was cold. I was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> so I, you know, I came to DR cause I had a friend that lived here and he told me, he was like, just come here. The, the beaches are great. Alcohol is cheap. Like you work from your computer already. Why are you paying 2000 a month to live in Boston when yeah. you can live here for 500 bucks? So then I was able also to kind of separate myself from some of the negativity we see in America now and really dive into things like, you know, getting into nature. So now I'm, I'm, doing like nature therapy programs for veterans where we, we walk to this through that jungle to a waterfall and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me a lot with my own mental health, getting into alternate forms of therapy opposed to just like the pills the VA gives you. Yeah. And you actually, there is a, there is a U.S. Uh, VA facility there in the DR. Yep. They have the foreign medical program. I mean, because the, like, you know, like we talked about, so they bill the VA for services you get. So you even get free massages here, which you don't get in the States through the VA, you know, if you retire from the military. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to it. I mean, they have really? uh, veteran care here is actually pretty good and they'll help you, you know, with your disability claims, all those types of things as well. No kidding. And how does it work with like income and taxes and, and w- what's the, I'm like, I, you know, I got to admit, I don't know what is it like, was it a former British uh, colony or Dutch or how, how is that with the deal? Actually uh, it's, you know, we, we share the Island with Haiti. So there's, um, but, and I've never been to Haiti, but I stay in DR, but the history here is really interesting. This is the first place that Columbus found resources. So actually the first ever church is here. First ever bar is here in the new world and things like that. So there's a lot of great, um, great history and culture here, but you can, if you buy property, the taxes are incredibly cheap. I just rent an apartment because I'm not sure if I'll be here forever, mm-hmm. but it's, it's one of the easiest countries in the world to live in as an American living outside your country. Really? Yeah. You're going to, I mean, people come here and they're kind of amazed at how simple it is. You can just come here and stay and you know, nobody gives you a hard time. It's, mm-hmm. it's safe. A lot of people are like, aren't you worried about your safety down there? I was like, have you seen crime in American cities? I think that's, <laughs> it's a lot more dangerous. Yeah. So crime's not an issue. Um, power grid secure, not having losing power every Some, day. Sometimes you lose power. Not, not too, not too much though. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things you got to deal with, but it's pretty rare. The power goes out. And you're in a building where if, if a hurricane's coming, you're not evacuating. You're just staying there. Nah, we're good. Yeah. We're good here. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. So um, yeah, it's sometimes, sometimes my interviews go in waves. It's like, I've got two expats in a <laughs> row here. Um, I don't think my next guy is though, but, um, how did, how did the taxes work? Like if you have a job there, like if you maintain your US citizenship, it's like free up to a certain amount or. Yeah. I mean, you're the, the Dominican government's not going to tax you as if you're, if you remain an American citizen. So I'm still an American citizen. So I don't pay any taxes to the Dominican government. I spend a lot of money at the beach and it's bars here. So they get their, <laughs> they get their dollars from me in that way. <laughs> Is and you, what about federal taxes for U.S. federal? Nope, I just you know pay normal American taxes to American citizen. Uh, it's it works out pretty well. Wow, that's cool. 
Um, yeah. And with, you know, more and more people just work from their computers and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it, I think a lot of people don't view it as an option for leaving America, but there's a lot of VA facilities and veteran groups all over the world. And, you know, there's even like Facebook groups and things like that set up to help expat American veterans. And we all kind of help each other out down here. It's kind of a cool community of veterans in my building. There's like four other veterans that, you know, we help each other out, look out for each other and things like that. Cool. Yeah. I think we're going on a cruise in January. I think we might be actually be stopping in the DR. Um, I can't, I'd we'll have, have to, a beer. Yeah. <laughs> have to, have to get your number when we're dead here. I'll look you up and we, when we pour dioxide. So, um, I haven't, I've not been to the DR, so I'm not even sure. We just got back from another cruise. So I'm not even sure what, what port or whatever we're coming into, but I'm pretty sure we're going to the DR. So yeah, a lot of cruise ships out here. Those it's, it's a, it's a beautiful Island and a lot of fun. Yeah. So like how much does a beer cost? Um, the, the beer here, everyone drinks Presidente. I mean, you're going to get one for, you know, less than a dollar. Most places. Yeah. The tourist place is always a little bit more, but, um, if you want American beer, they charge you extra for that. Yeah. But it's, it's cheap living. And you know, when you, um, your economic health plays so much in your mental health that, you know, sometimes for veterans, it's like, okay, I got, you know, my military benefits and retirement. It makes more sense to live somewhere where the cost of living is low. Right. But in, but in a lot of cases, there are American benefits, American military benefits keeps you from going certain places. Cause you're, you won't, you won't have the medical there. You won't be covered. With yeah. Medical. If you don't have access to, um, to, to things like that, but you can get your medication shipped here. You can get all pretty much all your services except for, you know, the major like MRIs you got to go back to the States for. Yeah. But like the DR, the facility there in the, in the DR, is that, is that a civilian facility that just works with the mm-hmm. VA? Yep. So then they contract to the VA. So you go there and then they build a VA for all your services, basically. No kidding. Yeah. It works out really well. I was, I was kind of surprised you go in there, sign a couple of papers and then, you know, your VA care is coming from another country. Like there's a big VA hospital in the Philippines. There's VA house, VA facilities in like Costa Rica, Panama. A lot of people don't, uh, don't think too much about it, but it's, it's, it's a good option for people who work on their computers. Wow. And so, with, with your entrepreneurial pursuits, what do you spend, what are you spending most of your time doing these days? So now I'm working on a veteran challenge book. So, mm-hmm. um, my first book, I was kind of, I don't want to say I was surprised that it did well, but I never really considered myself a writer. Uh, it's just something that I genuinely wanted to write a book to help student veterans because that's what I was. I understood that. And I saw so many problems veterans faced. So now I'm kind of diving into a writing career and I have, uh, you know, a, an agreement with the association, the United States army where they uh, pu- publish my books and things like that. So I'm working on a journal, uh, like a 90 day, uh, journal for veterans with three different phases, kind of the focus in on, uh, you know, self growth, because a lot of veterans, when you get out of the military, you kind of miss the challenges that the military provides. And I think the veterans have to keep challenging themselves into their civilian lives, mm-hmm. you know, and getting uncomfortable because sometimes the comfort, comfortable nature of civilian life kind of makes us, you know, um, stop seeking those challenges and hardship. Yeah. And, and, you know, a number of folks have talked about this friends of mine and stuff like, uh, friction or you call it friction, if you will. Um, a lot of times you, you get out and things you want, you want this real cush life. You get all these great things going and you kind of start looking to your left and right. And you're like, how, okay, things are going too smooth here. Like I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. with things being so easy. 
how do I, and they start interjecting friction. And sometimes you interject the wrong kind of friction, <laughs> troublemaking friction, whereas yeah, you could have gone the right way. Alcohol, <laughs> right? Or, yeah, and yeah, a lot of guys that, struggle with that. that. I think they're, they're, they're seeking friction and something tough, some, some tough challenge. And it comes, it, uh, if you're not thinking ahead, it comes in the, in the bad form of drinking too much alcohol and going out and getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of times it's, you know, it's not necessarily the lack of stress can be just as much a problem as stress. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I think for veterans, like self-growth is something you have to continue to do throughout your life. The military constantly places challenges in front of you. You're constantly expected to become a better version of yourself. You know, every year in service, you get promoted, you got sent to schools. You're, you're constantly asked to better yourself physically and mentally. And then when you get out of the army, those obstacles stop getting placed in front of you. You kind of have to find them for yourself. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that veterans need to continue to do is find challenges to, to take on because a comfortable life isn't necessarily the best life. And you have to push yourself to reach your potential when it comes to anything. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of us fall. We're so ready to get out of the military and do our own thing and not being, being told what to do every day. And you get out and all of a sudden there's nothing. Mm-hmm. and it becomes dangerous. And some people, you know, pick themselves up and there's like, okay, let's get some structure in here and let's start making it. But it, other guys flounder way too long and waiting for someone to tell them what to do. And it, oftentimes it's just a, it's just an ignorance of, I don't know why I don't want to get out of bed. Like, well, because mm-hmm. you're not being challenged. You're not being told what to do. You've lost your sense of purpose and, and it can, it can be very dangerous um, if it's, if it's not addressed, but um and some guys get out and roll right into something else and, and never, never miss a step. But most people stumble and struggle, at least some. In the yeah, there's no process. easy transition out of the military. And nothing's really as all-encompassing as the military is. I mean, it's a totally dominating force in your life. Yeah. And they also take care of a lot of little stuff so you can focus on your job. The military takes care of your housing. They take care of your food. There's always programs in place mm-hmm. so you can do your job. And not having that kind of you know, all encompassing force in your life. I mean, there's nothing like it in the entire world. There's no other profession that does what the military does or that carves that kind of identity into you and find in other challenges, a new identity, especially what drives me crazy about veterans sometimes is you'll meet like 22, 23 year old guys who think their best days are behind them after they did, you know, uh, one contract and deployment. And that's kind of a depressing way to live. You have to keep, keep going forward in life and, you're only going to reach your potential if you keep pushing yourself. And I think college is a good place because it's, it's a, it's a place where you're expected to better yourself and learn. Yeah. So with this, with the expat life, um, since you technically are an expat, if somebody was interested in figuring out how to be an expat or what all that's like, are there certain websites you can go to and like, like, so do they you have know like, any a, a big Facebook group. Um, I think it's called pop smoke, but they, um, they have like support for different veterans in different places and they cover a lot of the military travel stuff, visas, things like that. Um, but I would say just talk to veterans that are, that are living abroad. If you have questions about the Dominican Republic, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but there's a lot of, cause we, we help each other out. We're still a veteran community. Are there certain things that living in the DR specifically, for example, what do you miss about you living in the U S? Hmm. Nothing. <laughs> no, I'm, to, I'm not sure. That's funny. Hey, if it's the nothing, US it's has nothing, been you know? a little wild the last few years. Ain't so it's good to feelings. kind of it's it's good to kind of just view that, you know. Um, now that's good just, if you it, don't miss it. 
I mean, nowadays yeah, you can get all the US TV you want, you know, and watch all the movies you want. I mean, it, yeah, there's not not too much. Even got a Chick Fil A um, down there. No, there's not that. Unfortunately, they did just open up a McDonald's about 20 minutes from me, so people are very excited about that. But I, I told them that's the demise of your culture now. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. McDonald's it's here, downhill. it's it's going south. <laughs> but I love, you know, I love being close to their nature. That's that's got that's been big for me moving mm-hmm. down here, and uh, just the the island life is is a good life. Yeah. Now, most people when they think of the DR, they think of the beaches. You spend a lot of time inland in the jungles. Yeah, they have, it's, they got, you know, beaches, jungles and mountains. So I do like hikes, uh, you know, in the jungle quite a bit and then I can walk to the beach. And like I mentioned before, my rent's like 500 bucks a month. So it's a, it's a pretty solid deal. And I'm just, you know, single guy, no kids. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a pretty easy situation. That's cool. Well, Hey, uh, we're getting towards the end of our time. I want to give you the last word. First of all, um, how do we find your book? Uh, best way to find it. I mean, it's on Amazon combat mm-hmm. to college. My website is John H Davis com, And I have my blog on there. I have articles about, uh, you know, travel, things like that. Uh, all things veteran related. I also have a student veteran semester journal. If you're interested in that as well to kind of go along with the book and, uh, yeah. So my website. Awesome. And if you're talking to somebody that's on the way out of the military, they're in a transition, Maybe they're not really sure what they want to do. They want to go into corporate America. Maybe it's entrepreneurship. Maybe it's being an expat. What kind of advice do you have for them? My advice to veterans getting out, if you don't know what you do, college is a good place to figure that out and a good place to network. A lot of veterans like, I don't really know exactly what I want, but college is a good place to figure that out. We look at college for civilians as kind of a place of discovery. Mm -hmm. And for veterans, it can be that way too. And the reality is in life, people with college degrees, make more money than those without them. Of course, it's not always the case. And, you know, college isn't the only place where, where to go. And I don't recommend every person go to college, but they have so many vocational programs and different uses for the GI bill that, you know, don't, don't leave your benefits on the table, go get an education. Even if you don't make it to the degree, the networking you do there can really set you up for success. Awesome. All right. Sage advice. Well, hey, John, thanks for sharing your uh, entrepreneurial and expat success story and look forward to seeing your future success. Thanks, Joe. All right, we're out. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.